What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Chasing 101 podcast. Today we have a guest joining us from Miami and we're going to dive into the world of design. So I'll leave it up to Julia if you can just give us a bit of background to who you are and what you do. Awesome. Hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me on. My name is Julia Moselska. I am a graphic designer, concentrate on branding and packaging. My background is actually in industrial design. I've studied that and then I... Um, actually didn't finish my studies and I switched to graphic design just because I have realized that I've, I was developing in that direction. So um, ever since I was a branding designer and um, yeah, so excited till this day working in freelance. I have also worked with agencies and bigger companies like Adobe, Panda Express, Jameson Whiskey. And currently I'm working with a lot of startups and um, smaller companies, which I really enjoy because there is a lot of freedom and you can really design things from scratch. So, and uh, I've been also getting a lot into business because as a freelance designer, you really need to, you know, make sure to understand what you're doing there, how to approach clients, how to communicate with clients. And because those are things that you just learn in the wild, basically, you, those are not things that you learn in school. I have started teaching that as well on my uh, social media platforms, on my Instagram, which is Julia Moselska. So there I'm kind of giving those little teachings to my uh, students or to my audience, let's say. I'm trying to teach or to share everything that I have learned outside of school and um, just to kind of invite people on the journey of freelancing and so far there has been a lot of you know thankful feedback because this is really valuable information yeah and people really find um you know a lot of value can improve lives so really excited to just be sharing this and having this community around while also doing my freelance work yeah and i'm one of those thankful um people because i watched your uh the daily creative challenge that you did i think it was over december uh november december around there so yeah that was quite interesting and that kind of prompted me you know to contacting you because of your you know the easy learning process that i picked up from you but before we we dive deep into you know that journey a uh, question we always ask on the podcast is when you were growing up what did you want to be and how far are you from that like right now maybe around like your 15 year old self what did you want to be back then back then i wanted to do either psychology i was really interested in psychology i was reading a lot and um psychology was really interesting to me and another thing that i wanted to do is so I was always the creative child in my family. My family is full of dentists. So you have to imagine, uh, you know, parents worried about this child growing up, being super creative and no interest in medicine whatsoever, except for the drawings, the medical drawings that my dad yeah. did in his studies. I've been looking through, the, through his books and I saw all of those really cool sketches. He was really good at drawing, but he somehow ended it in medicine, medicine. <laughs> so growing up I was surrounded by you know people in medicine but I was still kind of a free thinker thank god because I don't think I, that would be a good direction for me um so so yeah I grew up wanting to be either you know in psychology or 
in interior design. I was always passionate about interior design, about magazines, about fashionable, you know, furniture, <clears throat> about color palettes and, um, you know, textures. I always liked rooms that are arranged pretty and, um, so it was either the one or the other. Then, um, when I finished school, I realized that, um, you know, psychology maybe is not the right thing for me because I'm a pretty sensitive person and mm. I wasn't sure if I would be able to deal with people with problems on a daily. So I have decided to go into the de design direction. And, um, while I was applying at the design school, I had the chance to decide between, um, you know, interior design and actually furniture design, which was industrial design. So I got into the, in the, the industrial design path because I thought I can actually not only design the space, but really, you know, design the product, which was at the time really interesting for me. And then from product, I went into graphic. And you mentioned that you didn't finish, you know, your studies when you were studying at university or varsity and you shifted into graphic design, what kind of made you um, or pushed you to make that decision? Because it's it's quite a, you know, for young people, studying is always a tricky thing because you don't want to spend three years studying something you know midway through, you don't, you're not actually going to, you know, be interested in. I so spent, how was that? I spent four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how was that for you, you know, to make that decision? Um, it's a, it's a difficult decision, especially if you have the pressure from the parents and I would not recommend, you know, dropping out last minute because I was literally a project away from my graduation, but, um, I had moved at that time. Also, my life situation was a little bit different. I had moved to the U S so, um, I had met my husband and my ch life completely changed and I didn't want to be, I studied in Germany, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't want to be um, in Germany anymore. And I wanted just to be in the US. And um, also, I was not interested in my studies anymore. And I would not recommend this to anyone because, you know, some careers might not work out without uh, university studies. But I had soon figured out that nobody had even asked me about my uh, education after I started working in freelance because in freelance it's all about um, it's all about what you can do it's all about your portfolio it's all about your skill set about your curiosity and the ability to self-develop self-grow and um, there's a lot of chances for people who cannot afford education and I can uh, totally see how people can self-educate themselves online there's so much information these days so the reason why the point why I kind of switched to graphic design to get back to your question was um, because at that time I have created you know documentations of my work and I had to get into graphic design and I really enjoyed that I started doing some really crazy graphic experiments I have a page on Instagram called scanned art or scan I think now it's called just scanned with a, with three ends and so it's it's been a project at around that time where I made the decision where I'm basically experimenting with a scanner and uh, totally distorting, you know, photos and looks super, super cool. So this was like a little discovery where I was like, huh, maybe, you know, graphic design could be something for me. And also the 
you know, the way the projects were laid out, laid out in um, industrial design compared to graphic design. In industrial design, you work on a product for over a year. Those are huge projects. And I was the person who always liked to, you know, start something from scratch and finish it pretty quickly. So in about a month or two, not more than two months. And so um, for me, you know, graphic design or branding projects were the perfect thing to do. I could travel, I could just take my computer and just do it from anywhere. So it also complemented my lifestyle at that point as well. I've been traveling a lot. I've spent, you know, so much time in India and uh, I, I went to China, I went to all these different places. And working from a computer is just such a really, really amazing thing. Um, and I still had clients back home uh, in Germany where I would just work on their branding and they would send me a picture of their new bill, uh, billboard in the end. Uh, so so it, it was just really fascinating how you can just work and travel and uh, still be productive. So that's the reason why I kind of got into graphics and yeah, got away from industrial design. And I was also way better at it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think um, what's important is that you kind of adapted, you know, what you were going to do to your lifestyle. And I think sometimes one or the other compromises, you know, it, it kind of just conflicts at times. So to find that compromise and find, you know, what you're happy with and it doesn't prevent you from traveling or, you know, all these small things does add to happiness in what you do. And yeah, totally. What would you, you know, coming out of you know then while well, studying graphic design and finishing that how is it choosing between freelance or you know maybe working for a um, media company or a design house or something of that sort so why choose freelance instead of working under a group yeah I didn't really chose it uh, the only reason why I did that because at that time I was just not good enough and okay. I didn't run through the graphic design studies. I was not proficient in any of the software. I had started, I had just started teaching it to myself and uh, I was taking in a lot of content and I was still in the learning phase while, you know, when I, when I just started out and um, I was not able to apply anywhere because I didn't have any portfolio and I didn't have any projects whatsoever that are presentable and that are serious projects with serious clients so at that point i just didn't have any resources and i had to start somewhere um, but i knew it's going to build up and it's going to eventually lead to something so i had started off with the business of my mom and i had helped her out with her branding and um, so you know starting off with families then starting off with friends and then friends have some other friends and I have to mention, at that point, I was really, really not good. I was, if I look back at the designs, I, I used to let people dictate a lot about the design process. So they would literally, you know, draw me something and they will be like, hey, this, I want this to be my mm. logo, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> so at that point of time, I was, I was in the learning phase and I've made so many mistakes and I've charged so little. And uh, it was just like a very, very... Uh, rough path in the beginning but once you figure it out once you communicate with with other designers once you really take in the information and there is a lot of information out there on youtube with different classes skillshare and so on 
where you can really learn how to how to do all of these things and that's the greatest part about you know um learning yourself because you can really make the decision what's interesting to you and um you know just take in whatever you need for yourself so um yeah and that actually brings me to my my next question which is um do you think that through online media consumption or you know content like what you do at adobe you know those kind of tutorials do you think that's enough you know where it's gotten to the stage where you know like you mentioned there's so much content is that now considered enough to qualify yourself as a graphic designer or do you think you know there's still a time and a place for you know school or like varsity university where you can go in and get a piece of paper that says you are qualified I would say you would need before you start being a designer or learning how to be a designer you would need some kind of background knowledge mm. and I feel like that background knowledge was given to me in school and that background knowledge is for example is for example color theory you know how to put things together that they go together um, you know what matches and uh, how to build contrast how to make mm. things interesting uh, i've learned about composition um uh, and also another thing that i think is very important is what i've learned in school as well is questioning your environment because this is actually where you start learning right when you look at something at a let's say you look at the at a product and you will be asking yourself hey why is this like that right why are the colors the way they are or why are the typefaces the way they are why are they positioned the way they are or um you know why are the different sizes and and then you start learning about you know hierarchy about how you consume the product yourself so if i look at something I will see exactly because I'm asking myself those questions I will see exactly the reasons why and I will make myself a sense out of this and I will learn from a single product and once I start learning from every single product that I see and for me mostly graphics of course so if yeah. I see anything that's printed on or but it's also in combination with the industrial design that I had in the back of my mind so I'll be also thinking about materials right how do people do materials together so going through the world questioning yourself constantly why these decisions were made it helps you learn for your future so in the next next uh time I will, i'll be designing i'll know how to design for a certain brand right or how to how to take in how to um create a certain style of of a design so basically your your own inspiration book and once you fill out your brain with all those inspirations from your environment, just going through a store and taking a closer look at things, um, at the colors, at the typefaces, at the graphics, what sh shapes are combined and how are they combined. This is where you start learning. And I think that's a very important part, you know, that you have to have in, in yourself before you can be a good designer, because that's actually just making you better and better and better over time while you're learning the software the software is also of course important and um it's always you know having this open mind and having this curiosity 
looking what other people are doing, how are they doing this, and why are they making certain decisions, and then consciously applying decisions to your design thinking. So when you are giving an output in form of a brand or a design, any kind of design, um, you're making decisions, design decisions. And those are important also to justify your design in front of the client, right? So you make everything that you do about a product or an experience is conscious, right? So you make those conscious decisions and that's how you can um, justify them. So, so when your client asks you, hey, why did you choose those colors? Mm. I'll be able to say, hey, we're working on a wellness brand. I've been looking at other wellness products that I saw in the store. <laughs> but that's not what I say, of course. Yeah. But um, I have experience looking at wellness products. And I know what kind of colors they use, what kind of typefaces they use, what kind of shapes, materials that the colors will always be calming and um, you know sometimes they are des designed for a certain target group so so it's always important to have this um, knowledge of how to talk to a client how to justify your design how to walk through the world learning constantly from other brands i think that's something you might not learn just like that directly online uh, but um, what has helped me were Skillshare courses because those are actually really into depth and um, there are some amazing ones um, that I actually went through and they, once you start going into depth of, in my case, branding, but whatever design you want to learn, and once you start going into depth and start going into the process, you will learn all of these little details that you might not learn from courses like let's say well on adobe adobe life they also give a lot of amazing information um you know but while talking with a professional while they're working they are putting some questions and this is where you can actually get those answers and you kind of like scratch them together into this big uh you know ball of information but i would recommend online courses i think those are actually you know something that can give you the the good uh, the good knowledge once you know that what you want to learn exactly but to start if you just want to jump into design and you don't know exactly what kind of design you want to learn start with the software just start experimenting start doing something sketching something and um, and for that I think Adobe life is amazing because it really will inspire you and um, that's what I love about it the daily creative challenges that you were mentioning they're bringing in a lot of people who are there for the first time, just giving those very easy, digestible step-by-step -step instructions every single day to create something. Um, I think that's really great. And I wish I had that in the beginning of my career. Uh, I wish I knew about that. Um, so yeah, it's a great opportunity. And you know, it's funny now because in the, the online media space that we find ourselves in, um, you know, on LinkedIn, when people put up job postings and it's like, okay, we're looking for a social media manager and you go under the requirements. Does it irritate you when you see that a social media manager is required to be a graphic designer? Like it's just assumed that because you're going to be working in online media, you should now have the skill of photography, video and graphic design. Does it ever like worry you that, you know, not so much the smaller corporates, but like big corporate think that, you know, you should all have, you should have all these skills 
ready to go just because you're in this space? Yeah, you know, um, I have seen that development happen. And the Mm. reason is because design starts going into every single sphere. Before, if you think of websites, nobody would have to design them. You just code them, right? So you just write the code. And now the people who are coding the website also need to know how to how to design. They suddenly need to know about colors, typefaces. Somebody else would do that before for them, and now they have to do it all themselves, right? Yeah. So I feel like I feel like design is um, becoming this from being nothing, from being not respected at all, through the generations, is becoming this. Um, mindset that you will need to bring in every single job and i think it's it's so crazy because design can you know can actually be applied to anything anything that surrounds us is designed right so um so it's always the skill that people are seeking for in in you so right so if you're a social media strategist why not be a designer if you are, uh, you know, um, if you are creating products um, in like you, if you're creating pr- any kind of product or service, why not being a designer? It's always great to be a designer, right? Why hire someone if you can do it yourself? So um, I think design is so so important. And even my mom, who is in the medical field, she has to be a designer now too. She has a school, and she has. Um, it's just to give an example. Uh, she has a school and she has, um, you know, she gives out certificates and she needs to design those because who else will? And she needs to sit down in, in Illustrator and, and design those certificates. <laughs> so it's crazy. Design really goes anywhere. And I think that's really great. Um, that's a really great part of, about this, you know, um, mindset, the design mindset that you can really dive into any direction you want. Yeah, I think um, it's it's funny how, you know, it's been taken online, especially because, you know, once something goes viral on Twitter, you know, there's so many people that drop their opinions on there. But it is a bit um, scary in a sense because it's like, okay, you want a photographer, a videographer, a social media manager and a graphic designer. And I think from all of those the toughest one of the tougher jobs is graphic design because like you mentioned there's so much knowledge behind a simple coca-cola can or you know there's the typeface like you the colors the the hierarchy and the size of you know the information that's on there so it's like it is a bit intimidating that the fact that that is now kind of a requirement in this field yeah i can imagine i can imagine it's intimidating <laughs> but um you know i'm on the other side of the grass so <laughs> i'm uh i'm seeing myself as lucky because design has developed a lot actually from not being uh, value valid a lot yes. at all so you know arts have been you know it was actually the worst job parents can think of for their child right being an artist Yes. Can you imagine if your child comes to you and, and is like, hey, dad, I'm going to be an artist. You'd be like, oh, no, please be an engineer. Please be <laughs> in medicine or please do something with your life. But um, these days, design becomes a more and more valued and respected um, job. And um, 
to also show you the different side of the metal. Uh, you can't just be a designer, you also have to be a strategist. You also have to have a holistic understanding of the brand. So you will need to go into brand strategy. You will have to go into research. So you have to be a researcher as well, right? And then all those things come together. And then you also have to be a business person in my case, right? So you have to study business if you want it or not. So um, yeah, so, so for us designers, it's also difficult to mix into those specific fields let's say working as a freelancer is completely different from working on just one brand for years inside a company as a, as a full-time employee. So uh, we also have to adapt. And I feel like these days for us, one of the most important skills is to be able to survive just in general, I think is the ability to adapt to change and to adapt to certain environments. And, um, Technology is changing so fast. We have new, you know, social media platforms popping up and then you'll have to figure out how do I actually work in those? How do I, how can I actually make money inside those different platforms? So, um, yeah, it's for us, it's also challenging, you know, just, just as it is. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is, have you seen an influx of um customers over the past two years or you know mentioning that design is more respected now and people see the value in it have you seen an influx in in work over the the past two three years it also depends on your experience so um of course my client base is growing over time and i think that especially in design or in actually in any job, think about it as an age advantage. The older you get, the more experience you have, the more clients and the better clients you have. Because once you start start uh, working in the field, you will learn, aha, I'm not going to accept everybody. I'm not yeah. going to accept that small firm. I'd rather work with McDonald's full time or not full time, but I work on bigger projects. On a project, yeah. So, so so when you're younger when you're just starting off you are maybe not very um you don't feel very uh, self-confident yet and um age definitely has an advantage because not only you develop as a person <clears throat> you have everybody who's younger than you basically has to respect you right yeah. so so you th you think that people who are now I'm, I'm 30, let's say a person who's 50, I would respect them just because I know they have more experience, right? But it's not necessarily that they're better. But these days, it's still the, that way that um, people who are older have an age advantage. And I think it's so crazy because it's, it's, it's technically discrimination. <laughs> but yeah, um, the good thing, the good part is the older you get, the better you get at anything, and um, just to keep this ability to adapt, I think that's how you can actually, you know, be successful. Yeah, I think change. exactly. And obviously this year, well, this past year that just went by kind of showed us that you need to adapt or else you kind of fall behind and you, you lose out on, you know, the market. What has it been like for you as a freelancer now? You know, as you mentioned, you when you started, you weren't very good. Now that you've acquired more skills, you've applied your knowledge, 
what advice can you give to you know some younger or even older freelancers who are now in the design world you know based on some of the experiences you've had i think one of the most important advices is to keep to stay consistent and to um keep your goal in mind and to not lose it over some small challenges because in the beginning i feel like people tend to lose the focus because they failed for me it was that way when i um started applying i started applying at companies at some point after one or two years of experience and i would just be every everybody would just deny me they would just not take me take me on board they would not trust me so that could have led for me to kind of giving up right but i haven't and the reason for uh, the reason because i haven't is because i'm a taurus <laughs> and tauruses <laughs> always go you know through the wall but um you, you do need to be consistent and really keep your goal in mind and at some point you will you will see success and you will um you will see how you're reaching closer to this goal and there is light at the end of the tunnel but that will happen after several years. So those years you will just have to survive and be consistent in your learning process. And what I like to do personally, to not overwhelm myself and to not, you know, because if you overwork, you can uh, become really um, sensible and stressed out and you can actually, your health is actually suffering if you're overworking, if you're not being successful if you're just frustrated all the time so for me what i've learned is you know just taking every single day as a little step in and it just doesn't it doesn't matter what you do but you have to do something just a small thing towards your goal right so some days i'll feel not inspired at all and i would feel I don't want to work right now like at all and I'm at home and I'm, I'm sleeping in and I would just you know maybe spend the whole day on my couch just looking through inspirational boards and and it's important to take that one day for yourself where you're not forcing yourself to do anything but in your brain you're still working right your brain is developing the creative mind so technically you're telling your body, hey, I'm relaxing now. But the information that you take in still activates those parts in your brain that are creative, right? So you technically are doing something. So whenever whenever there is a day where you don't feel like doing it at all, just, you know, a thought can help just to keep it active, right? And, and those tiny steps every single day, if you just keep that brain area active, and evolve it grow it basically kind of like a muscle over time you know that's when that's when you actually become really successful and that's where you're you become better than anybody else because you grow step by step every single day and that just goes up right yeah and i think that's the main thing is um but also, I think it's also the access to information because, you know, for instance, like this conversation we're having right now, you know, some people don't have that. And that's kind of how the podcast came about is just to give people, you know, the, the access to information. 
but a lot of people are under the impression that you know hard work and lots of work is the only way like that's the only way and then that eventually leads to burnout and you know lack of and that takes away the passion in in the job and things like that um do you think you as a freelancer that has helped you in a sense being a freelancer because if you're working for an agency or a media you know company that offers graphic design as a service it would be easier for you to burn out that way because there's a you know an influx of work there versus freelance where you can actively turn down clients and take on clients as you as you want as you want is a good <laughs> i mean uh... because <laughs> I, I wish well it's you know w- once you have more clients you can actually make the decision once you're not dependent on the finances you're good you can make your own decisions you can select clients that you want to work with and that you don't but in the beginning you would i would say you would just take on anything that comes your way and make it the best the best uh, can be but um you know i think there are different types of people for the question to get back to the question that you asked and um, some people are made to work in an agency. Some people are made to work in a company and working in a team. Uh, some people are ma- made to work by themselves because that's how they are most productive. And um, some people are, I mean, I love, don't get me wrong. I love working in a team and I wish, and I'm actually planning on something, you know, to kind of develop kind of like an agency for myself. And where I work with other designers at this point, I'm by myself. But in the future, I love working with people. But I'm also a person who wants to make their decisions. I'm a Taurus. I've mentioned that already. So I have to always kind of... I'm, I'm, a, I'm an art director, basically. I, I love to give something a direction and then see it flow that way. So I'm actually in the position where I want to not take that input from somebody and execute it but i want to be the one giving the input and let somebody execute it basically so um it's it's very for me it's very disturbing how a lot of creatives really suffer working in companies and i think the reason for that is because um they're actually they actually have the character of the leader of the person Mm. who is um who is giving um, instruction. basically an art director. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not that you're giving an extra, uh, instruction and you're, you know, you want to be the boss. It's it's more of you are good at, you know, setting the initial concept. You know, if you're good at setting the concept and that was always my strength. My strength was never in executing it to the end. You know, I lack I lack on the end on the execution. I have to admit that. Um, but everybody's different. For me, it's this, the initial concept, the initial spark. That's what I'm strong in. And and that's the reason why, in my case, I am better off, you know, doing my own thing. Mm. Yeah, I think that's important to also, you know, acknowledge when, or like you mentioned, there's certain people who are built to work in a company and some that are meant to be freelancing or you know, an entrepreneur of design um, because some people don't have the structure and then they would lack in, you know, getting the actual job. So I think that is something to to note. And I'm in the same boat as you where 
Um, there's times where I'd like to have a team because I do photo and video and social media, hence the, the question earlier. But um, it's just that sometimes you want to see something go in a specific direction. And sometimes when you see it going in a, in a direction where you don't see, you know, the longevity is where you then start feeling that confliction, that conflicting emotion within. Um, an interesting question, you mentioned that you are currently in Miami. Does the location, obviously now with COVID and everything moving online, that's kind of changed the game. But previously, did your location where you were based play, play a role in you know getting jobs and being noticed? Yes, yes. And I think being in San Francisco at the time that I was, was super beneficial, super beneficial. And I can only recommend if some, if some of you who are listening to this want to just start over and want to, and have an idea of how they want to live or how, you know, what they want to be surrounded with. Just pick a place. I think I literally went, um, when I was in Germany, I literally went on the map um, and and I was looking at, hmm, so do I want to be surrounded by water, by mountains? I pick water. I'm a water person. I love the water. So uh, I was looking at cities and I, w I also always wanted to be surrounded by a lot of design, by new technology, by innovations happening, by you know, minds that are, um, you know, on the next level, basically people that I have discussions can have discussions with, um, in specific worlds of design, because design is not just one world has a lot of bubbles. So, um, I saw that in California design was really, really big San Francisco specifically. So, um, I went to this, um, conference. It was a, the design week in San Francisco. And that's how it all started. So um, literally, I spent, I think, two months in, um, in California, in uh, San Francisco. And it totally blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, this is the place where I want to be. And everything fell, in, fell into place. And I, I lived there then. I lived in San Francisco. And um, I was just trying to build my freelance business. And then... Um, of course, you also put your location on social media everywhere. And on, on my Behance, it was saying that I'm in San Francisco. And at that time, uh, Adobe was looking for the, the live streamers and they had their studio in San Francisco. So obviously for them, it was easier to take creatives in from locally instead of bringing them in from other states, right? So uh, it was such an advantage for me, honestly, to be there at that time. Um, and when they found me that they were able to just invite me right away and, you know, I got this chance and once you get this chance, of course you shouldn't mess it up, but, um, just to get this little, you know, spark, just to get that, I think you have to be in the right place. Does that, does that make it, um, you know, there's always this and it's worldwide, this, um, perception that you know like moving to new york is like the the goal for people so within your experience would you say that to firstly like investigate in your field where are the prominent areas to stay and that you know breed from that 
um, and this applies to anything really like finance, photography, video work, all of those things. So do you think that location is something to be considered 100%? Yes, I, I, I think so. And I think that, you know, um, for creative work, at least, it's always better to go into a bigger city. So the biggest city you have in your country, yeah. just go there. You will always <laughs> find more of what you want to find. And then, uh, of course, maybe you have a country that's close by that's more developed in that in that sense. And their capital might be uh, might be better. But to mention a couple of cities in Europe, I think um, I think Portugal and um, Lisp Lisbon has been really really good, and I think Madrid is also great. Barcelona, Berlin is amazing. Berlin is an amazing place for creatives um it's like a it's like a hot melting pot with everybody from all over the world even people from the u.s now go to berlin and live there because they love it so much so it doesn't always have to be the u.s if you're in europe you can still find amazing places to be a designer to you know surround yourself with this community so um yeah and you probably also know some i think johannesburg is also an amazing place i have a friend who lives there and I've heard a lot of good things about Johannesburg being a very creative place and totally mind-blowing and different. So always wanted to visit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we are in the transition now where we are seeing, it again comes to what you said earlier, there's a certain respect now for the creative um, field here. Yeah? And obviously with the, you know, the USA and obviously Europe, making these um, transitions into more creative um, marketing, you know, ploys. I think that's where we now, we're obviously always a step or two behind and we're slowly catching up now um, because we all consume Western media. So it's, it, we have to kind of catch up. So there is a, a growing um, field for creatives, photography, video, design, all these things are growing. And I think, um, it's largely because of our access to information really like the fact that i'm watching you streaming from miami for adobe you know those are the kind of things that change the way the people who really need to make the changes see it like the businessmen and people who make these decisions so um for you now that you you know you've been in the game for a longer time you've acquired skills and you now have found your foundation Initially, when you made the move to the U.S. and you were building your freelance business, what are some of the challenges that you, you know, faced um, and what did you kind of do to overcome them? And yeah, what are some of the advantages you had from being an international? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's def- working internationally is definitely always challenging because you do have to um, understand the culture of collaboration in every single country so um while in germany you know the client usually is the one who kind of already comes with the idea and they already maybe have a company and they maybe already have a logo and they'll be like hey you know just take it and make the best out of it (laughs) (laughs) you know um so they they don't want too much change Mm especially uh, let's let's stick to the clients that i've had i don't want to generalize it but 
Um, most of the clients were very on the conservative side, let's say. So they don't want too much change and they just wanted to keep, uh, to keep it uh, simple and to stick to what already exists. While in the US, they'll be literally like, hey, um, I saw you're really good at what you're doing. Uh, here is our brand name. Here is our strategy. Make something cool, make something fun. And then you're like, great, awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so this is the main difference that I have seen. But <clears throat> for me, it's been also challenging because I do have an accent. And when whenever somebody talks to me, they understand that I have an accent and then mm. from somewhere else. So they might not trust me as much as they would trust someone who has been living in the US their whole life yeah. and who speaks like a family member, right? So... So that's that's another part, but um, well, I guess in the design industry, it all depends on your portfolio and what you kind of the personality that you have, um, and and being uh, having a back a cultural background, I feel like even is an advantage sometimes, you know, just because people are more curious than they are, you know, judgmental. So I think. I mean, it, it's, it has its pros and cons to be from somewhere else. But it definitely is an advantage for me to know the different culture. And since I've been also, I've spent quite some time in, in India, I also do know their culture pretty, I would say pretty well. And um, it's also a different way to work with people, you know. It's uh, every, every culture has its own ways and you will need to adapt to it and you're basically like a chameleon and especially as a freelancer you know like a chameleon between different companies that you're working with between jameson whiskey panda express and uh, a medical firm and um you know beverage company so everybody's different some people are more casual some people are more um conservative and uh just it's just always different and that makes it so fun yeah i think um for me you know being in south africa because we are such a diverse nation to begin with there's a lot of cultures that have obviously you know that are situated here in south africa so i feel like sometimes i do have that advantage like you mentioned when you have that cultural um knowledge it tends to go above you know sometimes the importance of a portfolio because you can relate on that level of you know we speak the same kind of or we're seeing the same thing the same vision have you you know over your your career is there a product a product that you designed or a brand that you've worked with that's really stuck out to you that's like you think to yourself this is like some of my best work um it's always the last project that i'm doing <laughs> okay that's good so that means you're um, always improving at least yeah and i think that's a good sign i'm actually really proud about it that i see mm. improvements um so i try to make my last work my best work at all times that's my goal as a freelancer and the project that I'm working on right now is really, really exciting. And I'm really, really excited to publish it because I know I want to inspire others as well. And, um, and so 
I'm really excited about that. I'm actually looking at it right now, but I can't share it yet. <laughs> but it's it's great. It's um I think it's always important to have your last work being your best work, to always strive for improvement, right? Yeah. And I, I think the the main thing that comes from that is as long as you're happy with what you're putting out, and like you mentioned, your favorite piece is always the one that you've just finished. It means that you are implementing whatever you're learning along the way and it's just getting better and better. So um, one of the questions I have, because when I was growing up and I was in uh, high school, my dream career was actually graphic design. I wanted to be a graphic designer and I then straight off and played golf for four and a half years. Um, Which but, is great too. Yeah, exactly. But I had this... My my vision was I'll have a media agency and I'll be a graphic designer. So um, a question I have for you is, is there an importance of the tools and software that you have? Do you think that is something important to acquire when starting out? Or do you think just try and get by with what you have and then slowly build up the arsenal that you, you get? Um, I think tools are very important. <clears throat> your um your tools in terms of finding ins- for me the, my tools are basically finding inspiration which is my web browser <laughs> right finding inspiration um then um my tools are obviously i mean illustrator photoshop then i use 3d software as well so i use dimension a lot i use xd um, although I'm just, you know, creating graphics and Illustrator should be enough, I always recommend to see how you can, you know, m- bring your work to the next level. So if I'm creating graphics, I'm already thinking of how can I bring this to another level? How can I put this on a three-dimensional mock-up? How can I, um, you know, make this graphic move? How can I <clears throat> create an amazing presentation in and uh, you know, put it into a UX or put it on a website. So when I'm pre- when I'm presenting, the, you know, the logo or the branding to the client, I can already show him how his website looks. I can show him how his uh, packaging looks. I can show him how their social media looks, because I already have this in my mind anyway. But why not put it out? And so, while I'm a branding designer, I'm also doing UX just to <laughs> mock things up. Yeah. Right? So having you know multiple skills and and uh, bringing your project to the next level is always an advantage so i always recommend just be experimental and just take a look at at different software but to start to start it's important to really know what you're doing in this one software that you know you need to be strong at because sometimes you have a vision and you want to put it on you know, into a file on a screen, into a vector. And you don't know how to do it. That's a problem, right? So, but once you get into it and once you have specific questions, you can always find answers online. So that's how I mostly learn. Hey, YouTube, how to create a gradient, <laughs> this and this. Yeah. Hey, YouTube, what fonts uh, can I pair with this and this? Um, so, so once you have specific questions, you can find the answers online, but it's, it's great to know your tools and to really be able to put them together 
And in your case, if you're talking about video production, probably Premiere Pro, right? But it's also great to be able to make a logo in exactly. Illustrator, right? Or and, and that's exactly why I was watching you in um, December time. Because I was like, this is something that I know eventually I'm going to be required to do. Or it's something that I'm just going to do as a additional add-on to my video. And then it just helps me get the client again for another job. Goes back to what of you were course. saying earlier. Of course. Or how to use that you know, that video for a social media graphic. And, yeah. Uh, maybe you can, I don't know, you know, create some kind of additional, you know, aspects of, of this graphic. Maybe the graphic can be combined with something you create in After Effects. Um, or maybe the video has some kind of, yeah, effects that you can add, add to the video, right? Or some kind of things that float around or whatever. Mm. So um, there is always the next level to things, right? And I think that's the interesting part about, or, or thinking about the future, I know that I'll be able to learn code eventually. And I learn, I need to learn how, uh, about AR, how to project things yeah. in the 3D space, because that's where it's going technically in, yeah. my, in my field. And I'll need to learn all of these things and I'm really excited about it, but I know that, you know, I have to go step by step and, um, yeah, eventually I'll acquire those as well and then we can go to the next level. <laughs> and we're talking a lot about software here. In terms of actual hardware, you know, the Apple, you know, iPad Pros have kind of changed the game a bit because of the, the it's easy to use in a sense with the pencil and it's very accurate as well. Is that something that you use? I know you've done a few live streams, you know, doing AI on the iPad, do you think that's a future, the way things are heading in the future where you can literally just touch every, it's all in one piece versus using a, a tablet, a drawing tablet on your laptop? I never use the drawing tab tablet on my, okay. on my laptop. Never use one of these Wacom's. You know why? The simple reason. Because when I sketch, I want to see it in front of me, right? Uh, and when you are sketching on a, on a tablet, your hand is somewhere else and you're looking and at And you're screen. looking, yeah. I can't do that. I can't <laughs> do that. And that's my problem and that's the reason why the iPad is so great. And I'm so thankful for Illustrator on the iPad that I can, uh, you know, and Fresco and all of these other amazing applications where you can sketch and then, you know, just send it to your desktop and you have it right there. So really thankful about that. I also do a lot of um, actually sketching on paper. I think it's great. Okay. And Traditional. We also have some, <laughs> yeah, we also have uh, something called Adobe Capture where you can actually, you know, um, create a vector of what you have drawn on paper. And um, okay. that's great. That can also be translated in SVG or, you know, any file format um, that's vectorized. I love doing that too. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah, that that's amazing. I didn't know that at all. So that's quite cool that you can still do the traditional drawing and then vectorize it and digitalize the actual file. That's cool. Um, to close off on, you know, thanks first of all for making the time. Um, just any last piece of advice for designers or people who are looking to get into design. You know, what can what can you tell them? You know that 
I don't know, some piece of advice? Because you've, you've given a lot of information already, but if you have something that, that's, you know, small and condensed that can get people to either see this as a potential career or maybe it's not for them. Yeah. Um, I think one of the most important pieces of advice that I have learned in my past is sometimes you feel shy to take on a client because they're expecting a lot, right? Maybe things that you don't know how to do. And maybe you're not feeling ready for it. But take on this project and then challenge yourself to take the next step and to learn all of these things while you're doing the project. Because for the next one, you can, you know, whenever you take on a challenging project, you can level up, yeah. right? You level up in your design skills because it motivates you. You want to deliver something amazing and you want to please the client. So that's a reason for you to learn new things, right? To add to your skill set. So don't be scared to take on a client, although you don't feel confident enough yet. Just take on the client and learn while you're doing I think that's one of the most important things. And another thing is, I always say, go step by step. Just every day, a single step is, that's a good way. A, a way, you know, where you don't interrupt the process. Just keep the process going. Just like keep the river flowing. Sometimes there is more water. Sometimes there is less. But don't let it discourage you and just, you know, just keep it flowing. And with that, thanks, Julia, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, I'll leave the links to all your channels in the description. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.